Good to see everyone here today, and uh, we're just really uh, excited about seeing everybody here in the building, but also those who are joining us online, and uh, just encouraged by continually people saying, hey, I just ca caught you online, and I'm following your church online, and, and that's just really encouraging to us, because it just lets us know that um, what the Lord is doing here is not in the four walls, it's just kind of going out, right? Amen. So we're good to see everybody here today. Yesterday was an amazing day for us. Riley and Audrey got married, and we're excited about that, and, and uh, yeah, it was a beautiful day, and uh, it was, you know, we got two down, two to go, and, uh, but we're excited about, don't, don't rush anything, anybody, so, and, uh, but yeah, we're excited about that, it was so beautiful, so great, and, and uh, we just are so proud of, of Riley and Audrey, and, and uh, so we're excited, one more married couple in the church, and so awesome, yeah, and uh, we're excited. I just wanted to repeat a few things, especially those joining us online, uh, the announcements that you missed, um, just two things really that are really important. Uh, first of all, our first Wednesday service, this Wednesday, August 3rd, uh, here at the church, 6.30, and we're going to be having um, the organization, local organization, dwell, and the leaders come and really talk about their organization and, and, and really how God is just really, really blessing um, their efforts here in the community and the surrounding areas and how we can be a part of it and how we can really support it. And so this isn't one of those things where, wow, we get a, you know, a break Wednesday night and I don't have to be here. I want to encourage you to be here. This is something that we support locally and uh, such a great organization and, and tremendous people with a great vision. And so we want to encourage everybody to be here this Wednesday at 6.30. And the second thing is, is next Sunday, excited about, it's called the Community Cookout with Cops and uh, excited about that outreach that's going to be at the uh, outreach center and uh, we're not hosting the event the city is hosting the event we're just uh, uh, really giving them the uh, uh, our facilities and the use of our facilities there and so we'll be meeting at the north parking lot at one o'clock so one to three and so maybe I'll preach to 1259 next week I don't know so you can go right over I don't know and I'll preach till you're hungry next week how's that anyways there's hamburgers hot dogs activities giveaways and it's just a great time and a great way uh, for us to really connect with our uh, city leaders and civil leaders and our community and just really bringing people together in our area. So how many have a heart for this area and the city and just love where God's planted you and where you're growing up and your kids are growing up and, and we just really are thankful for uh, people really wanting to just make a difference and so we're going to be celebrating that next Sunday at one o'clock. So uh, that's going to be great and I'm, I'm really looking forward to that and Although, you know, I spoke to the mayor and I said, well, it's, you know, our, our facility isn't quite done, but when it's done, the north end will be able to have things inside as well. So we want to plan uh, events with the city, uh, more events with the city in the future. So I'm looking forward to that. And so I'm excited about that. And, uh, but how many know God, God is using people who are moving, amen, and God will continue to use us as a church and, and move through us as long as we're willing to go right? Amen. How many know Jesus said two, one simple word? He said, go, right? It's the shortest sentence in the English language, go. I mean, just go. And, and uh, someone said two-thirds of God's name uh, is spelled go. <laughs> Amen. How many know that's a good thing? And how many know two-thirds of name backwards is do? So either way, God wants us to go and, and do. And how many believe that he's empowered us to go and do? Amen. 
And so we want to do that and be a part of that. And so just a really good announcement and, and I wanted to make there, and uh, especially those joining us online, that you don't miss that and, and join us. And, and even if you don't go to our church and you're not a member here, uh, it's a community event, so please join us. And we're just putting that word out to everybody, so uh, excited about that. Next week also on a Sunday at 9 o'clock, as you heard, here, those of you here, um, we're going to be starting our growth track. And uh, that's just basically our membership class that we have, four classes, and it's just a way for you to really um, understand who we are, where we're going, uh, where we've been, and, and uh, what we believe, and uh, just that so you can be a part of that and make that decision. Yeah, I feel God's calling me to this church, and, and so we want to give you that opportunity through our growth track, and so um, that's next week, and we do it every uh, other month or every quarter, I believe. Yeah, we try to do it on a consistent basis, so maybe you missed it this time, and you can pick it up next time. If you do miss a class that we do have our direct uh, we'll get in touch with you and they'll um, kind of meet with you and cover that class so it's not like you have to do it all over again and so there's ways that you can fill in and, and, and complete that uh, class so we're excited about that anyways uh, I wanted to just talking of the growth track I wanted to just share something this morning that's taken from the growth track in our class two called the connect class and uh, just something that um, that really uh, really uh, it was really brother Richard Hilton talked to me years ago about and gave me and uh, really shared with me and we put it on our growth track and and I loved it and so I wanted to share that with you today and uh, it's called coming and going God's way and uh, again it's in our growth track and just going to share a little a little bit of it today and kind of expound on it and and everything but I'm going to read out of Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 and 25 Um, one of the things that we share about in the growth track in our class is is we share about coming and going God's way or leaving and joining a church the right way and so I want to just share with you about that. And we believe that our growth track is very important to us. And, and, and one of the things that it does is it clarifies not just our vision. It clarifies uh, us as a community and, uh, and how that we can direct you as an individual to fulfill God's uh, plan in your life. And through this church, you can really move into what God has for you in your life. And so that's, that's really the importance of the growth track. But one of the things I wanted to share of Hebrews chapter 10, um, verses 23... If you'll just, I'm going to turn in there today in, in my Bible, old school, doing that today. I'm reading out of the King um, James Version. And so if you want to click or turn to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 and 25. I had it here somewhere. I know where it is. There it is. Okay. Amen. In verse 23 of chapter 10 of Hebrews, it says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. How many know the Lord wants us to be strong in our testimony? For God is faithful that promised us, and let us consider one another, or each other, other Christians, to provoke one another to love and good works. And that means prod each other on and to encourage each other in a very strong way. Uh, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together when we get together in our meeting times, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another insomuch that the more that you see the day approaching, talking about the day of the Lord or Jesus returning. For if if we, and, and, and it talks about and he goes on in other places and he said that we need to daily encourage one another. And, and the writer of Hebrews goes on to say that we really need to stir one another up and build one another in the faith. But it says that we really need to uh, encourage one another or exhort one another 
daily as we see the day approaching. So we understand that. In Romans chapter 12, Paul writes and he says, uh, we are members of Christ. How many believe that when you're born again, you're members of Christ? That's what the Bible says. And because we're members of Christ, therefore you're members of one another. We're joined together. We're connected together. We're dependent on each other. And just as he used the example that just like we have one body but many members and all the members of our body, external, internal, and all the brain cells and everything make up one body. And how many know all the things inside our body and outside our body, we really need to exist in this body, right? And so how many know when certain things break down and they're not healthy, then the body isn't healthy? And, and so we, we see this picture that we are the body of Christ in the earth. And our mission as the body of Christ in the earth is to really see every person come to salvation. How many believe that's our mission? Every person come to salvation. And then, not just that, but it's to equip and to activate every person into ministry. And so that's our heart. And that's one of the reasons that we have a membership class and that we talk about these things because we believe that we're not just the body of Christ and everybody's doing their own thing, but we believe that as a community, we're stronger together and we can encourage each other to do what God's called us to do. How many need that encouragement sometimes? Amen. And so we believe in that and we believe that uh, our community is essential here and important. And you'll see on really because you stepped into the lobby and Really, uh, one of the things that we value, we have our core values, and we really try to make that clear, that one of our core values is that we strive for community. We really do. We, we really want to uh, not just say, hey, we, we, we like each other, but as the Bible teaches us, we're to love one another. We're really to walk in love. How many know the Bible says that we need to walk in love? And we really want to do that as a church, and so that's one of our core values is that we strive for community, and, and we really understand the importance of membership. A lot of people think that, you know, membership Membership is just something that either you don't need it or you take it for granted or, well, you just, you got to, in order to, you know, for your money to count, you got to be a member. No, that's not what it's about. We believe that it's really making that statement that I'm a part of this community and I really want to love this community. Amen? So that's why it's important to us and membership is important and joining that community of believers is, is good, but how many know it has to be done in the right way? That's why we have our growth track, because we want it to be in the right way. People say, well, why do you need that? Why do you have to have a membership class? We probably don't need it, and you don't need it to go to heaven, thank God. But we do want it, and we do need it, because it's a way for us to say, look, membership counts, and the body counts, and community counts, right? And so we just put an emphasis and a focus on community. But it also is a way that we can join Right. Now, I know a lot of people may, may, may never heard a message like this before or heard somebody talk about this in church, but I want to talk to you today about how to join or leave a church the right way. Is that okay? Amen. So let's start with the good stuff. Let's talk about how to leave a church right. <laughs> I thought that would be great. So, but how many know that there is a biblical way to join a church? There really is. But I mean, believe just like there's a right way to join a church, there's also a right way to leave a church. Everybody's like, yes, I've been waiting for this, but no, I'm just kidding. There's a right way to leave a church, there really is, and so we share this in our growth track, not as a way to, to scare people off or, or just let them know, but listen, there's a way that we, we the Bible teaches us that we're, we're not just in collecting people and counting numbers, that's not what we're about, we're really about joining together in what God has, and we also believe that we're not the only church, <laughs> We believe that there are so many churches in this city that, are, that God can join you to and members that are awesome and Christians that are so wonderful and, and amazing in the city that we're just like, look, we're just one of them. 
Amen? And so that's how we believe. But we do believe that there are good ways to leave a church. I'm going to start with that, and then I'm going to end with good ways to join a church. See? I wasn't going to leave you hanging. Anyways, so there's some reasons that the, the Bible makes clear as, as well as talks about reasons to leave a church. Well, I believe, first of all, we leave where we're sent in the will of God. What does that mean? Well, you'll see in Acts chapter 6, 13 and 15 talks a lot about this. And in, in Corinthians, Paul describes this. He talks about being sent in the will of God from a church. You're leaving a church in the will of God and, 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 and according to the church uh, kind of their, their mission or their vision. So what do I mean by that? We're sending the will of God. That means with prayer and fasting. You'll see in the book of Acts that they fasted and they prayed and then they laid hands on people and they blessed them. And so number two, you leave with a blessing. That's, that's, that's reasons that you leave. You leave with that blessing and you leave in, in, uh, as a, a church planning team or maybe a missionary evangelist or maybe you're going to help and assist a, another work or another church. You're sent out uh, by the will of God. You're sent out with that blessing and you're sent out by a lot of times with the eldership um, praying for you and, and praying over you and your family and sending you out. And the second thing is I see that people that reasons that they leave the church is we, we go by external circumstances or life changes. There's job relocations and deployment and, and uh, education and, and family situations. Um, we've had people say, look, I, I really feel that it's time for me to move in another whole state so I can take care of my parents or maybe I need to help my family or a business or something like that. So there's these external circumstances, these life changes that people leave uh, a church and and then the third thing is that people go by necessity. They really need to go. They, they have to go. There's a, there's a need that they find themselves in or a place they find themselves in. They, they have to go. There's maybe immorality there or there's obvious leadership abuse. There's doctrinal heresy or maybe cultic practices where they feel like, I can't agree with this. I don't agree with this. I can't do this anymore. I need to leave by necessity. So there's reasons that people leave a church. You still Okay. But let me just make this distinction that there's a difference between preferences and heresy. <laughs> you know, it's not heresy if you, don't have, if you have juice instead of wine for communion. That's not heresy. That's just a preference. Everybody okay? It's okay if you have a coffee pot in the back of the lobby. That's, that's not heresy. That's just a preference. Is everybody okay? There's essential and they're non-essential things. And so, you know, we have to understand that there's a difference. And many people say, well, you're just practicing, you know, doctrinal heresy and everything. And it's like, they're talking about the coffee in the lobby. <laughs> I mean, just the fact that people don't wear ties every Sunday, that's not heresy. That's just a preference. So there's non-essentials. And so there's a reasons that we do leave. But let me just share with you the wrong way to leave a church. There's wrong ways to leave a church, I believe. And I believe that if you re leave a church with unreconciled offenses between each other and that cause pain and hurt, and, and uh, that's not good. It's, it's kind of the wrong way. The Bible teaches us in Matthew chapter 18, Jesus said that if you have ought against somebody, go to them, make it right. Right? Amen. Without a blessing. And that's kind of a wrong way. Now, you don't have to. You won't go to hell for it. But we, we just really say, man, why don't you get a blessing on that? Why don't you just, you know, just have us bless you and, and everything. When people just don't want to do that and I, I'd rather not do that, you know, that's kind of a wrong way. Um, you know, sometimes when you're asked to stay, when, you know, um, there's times where, where Moses asked Jethro to stay. Can you stay a little bit longer? He wanted to go, but Moses said, I really need you. You know, hey, we've got a building program and we're right in the middle of something important. We, we really need you to stay. Can you do that? There's times where you ask to stay. 
Amen? Hey, look, you're, you're kind of a real valuable person here in our church. You're a leader and over this ministry, and we'd really appreciate it if you just stayed a little bit just until we get somebody else in there and we can get it going and you can teach them and train them. That would be wonderful. How I many know there's times you are asked to stay, right? And then there's um, really a wrong way to leave is just over petty arguments and situations, you know, just because uh, someone stole your seat and, and now you're going to leave the church. How I many you know that's petty? You know, well, they didn't mention my name when they talked about who helped on that event, so I'm going to leave. How many know that's petty? You know, you get in an argument with a member of the church, and next thing you know, the whole church is wrong, and I'm leaving the whole church because I have a problem with one person. That's petty. That's, that's not good. And then there's what I call indirect offenses, or, or what I call ignorant offenses. Indirect offenses would be, well, a friend of a friend of a friend heard that the pastor, he didn't like the pastor, he's leaving the church. So because of a friend of a friend of a friend, that's why I'm leaving too. Uh, that's indirect, right? Well, I heard that they, you know, and then there's ignorant where you just, you hear things. Well, I heard they this, and I heard that the church is going to make us wear purple robes, and because of that, I'm leaving. I mean, that's ignorance, right? And so the people that do that, and I heard this, and I, I heard they sacrifice animals, and I heard that, and I heard that. I mean, no, that's just, that's not a good, good way to leave. And, you know, so because of, we're, we're people of relationship, how many know that there's going to be conflicts between us? There's going to be differences. There's going to be disagreements. There's going to be uh, problems because we're relationship. Because, how many know this isn't business related? This is people related. This is relationship based. And so we, we know that there's going to be problems. We know there's going to be conflicts. But how we deal with those and handle those conflicts tells us a lot about who we are as a people group who we are as the church and it also testifies to people who don't know the Lord and don't go to church what the church is like and so how we handle those really is is, is seen by a lot of people so that's why it's important that we handle it God's way amen, amen. and so you know maybe you've you, you've been in that situation where you left the church and you tried to make you tried to make it right and you tried to do it right and and it just was taken the wrong way and it wasn't it didn't come out right and doesn't work out right and that's okay you know maybe maybe you've tried to do those things you said I, I tried to make you know do everything right and it just didn't work out but you know um, I feel like there's there's a good way and there's a right way and sometimes in that right way it can be taken the wrong way and and you get in that situation but let me just say this that I've talked to a lot of people, and I, oh, oh, you left because of that. And I said, you know, sometimes it's not a church problem, it's a people problem. How many know it's not a God problem sometimes, it's a people problem? How many know no matter where you go on this planet, in this universe, you're going to have people problems? And, and, and you can go to this church and have people problems. You can go to, to that church, you can go to that church. You, you can go to any church and have people problems because we're people and we got problems. Is that right? So sometimes it's not a church problem. It's not a God problem. God doesn't have the issue. Sometimes it's a people issue. Sometimes it's a personal issue. Sometimes it's a daddy issue. You got issues. It's not that the pastor had a problem. You had an issue, right? Or something like that. So sometimes we've got to take that in consideration that sometimes it's just a personal issue. You got a personal problem with people that don't look like you, that don't sound like you, that don't talk like you, that don't dress like you. That's a personal issue. And that's not a church issue, it's a personal issue. And so we've got to take that into consideration. But let me just say this, unless there's immorality and, and heresy and, I mean, blatant spiritual abuse, um, you know, we shouldn't really seek to leave where God's planted us. 
And and if we do want to leave, and we do feel called to leave, we should be sent if possible. We should do it with a blessing if possible. We should do it in peace and and with a heart of reconciliation and peace. I mean, the Bible says that we should strive to live at peace with all men. And that means Christians you don't really like. Amen. But, you know, the other thing is, is it's the wrong way, and not just the wrong way to leave a church, but how many believe there's a wrong way to join a church? That sounds a little weird, doesn't it? But yeah, there is ways, wrong ways to join a church. Let me just share a few things with you. Number one, I think if you join a church, you could join a church the wrong way if you try to join a church with a closed mind and a closed heart. You know, you try to say, well, I'm not going to be in relationship with anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to go to church, get my, do my thing, and leave. I don't want to be a part of life groups. I don't want to be a part of anything. I just want to do my thing and leave. How I many know that's a closed mind and a closed heart? That's not a good way to join a church. You know, I don't want to talk to those people. How I many know that's not good? Aren't you glad that the Lord didn't say that about us? <laughs> Amen. But, you know, uh, the other way is, is spreading infections of gossip and criticism and pain among people that you just met. That's not a good way to join a church. Joining a church and, and trying to change that church immediately and transform people uh, by what you believe and what you think and, and trying to be a consultant to the pastor without him asking you, that's not a good way to leave. Is that right? And so, selfish motives to be seen and recognized, that's not a good way to join. Uh, how about this? Running away from problems and testings from the Lord. <laughs> that other church, they got in my business. Well, if you find out and talk to them long enough, you'll find out they were having marital issues, and that church was lovingly trying to love them through it, counsel them through it, just help their family through it, and they didn't like what they had heard because God was telling them, you have to change. And they didn't like that. So they ran away from the problems. How many know it's not good to run away from what God's trying to teach in your life? Why? Because God's trying to bring healing and wholeness into your life, and he uses people to do it. And so sometimes we just aren't simply going where God's leading us. We're going to avoid issues and problems and face our issues, right? Okay. All right. I'm trying to be careful on that one. But don't run from problems or the testing or dealings of the Lord because how many know God will either bless you or inflict you with people according to your need, right? So sometimes God blesses you with people according to your need, and other times he inflicts you with people according to your need. Amen. And so I know the Lord does that. And so I just want to throw this tip out there that really if you go to a church and you don't like something about that church, just find a respectful way to bring it up. And then when you have that meeting and you want to bring that up and in a respectful way, just bring a solution to the meeting. Don't just talk to people about, I don't like this and you need to change this and this is the way we did it at my old church. Amen. Find a, a, good, a good way to say it and, and bring it up with a solution. Amen. We've always encouraged our leaders, don't just be part of the problem, be willing to be part of the solution. Amen. How I many know it's easy to point out problems, but it's a little difficult to be part of the solution. Amen. How I many know it costs you a little bit more there? But okay, so we got that out of the way. Let me give you some points really to leaving right and how to leave a church right and to give you these points. And um, I, I just feel like there's a few things we could say, many things we could say, just a few things I narrowed it down. Just some points about leaving right. Try to leave graciously, number one. Just try to leave graciously. Um, many times when we've left a church or some things happen, it, what, it hasn't been because of a, a move or a job or anything like that. Uh, we've left, and, and sometimes there's, it's been a painful experience. And you've left, and it's been a little painful, and you have probably were hurt and disappointed. But the temptation is for us to lean towards bitterness, isn't there? There's a temptation for us to lean towards revenge and want to see people hurt because we are hurt. 
right? And so I want to encourage you, if you're in that situation, that you should leave graciously. Because it's better to err on the side of, of gentleness and let the Lord repay. And let the Lord deal with people. And let the Lord figure it out. Anybody? All right. And then also, when you leave graciously, what happens is it also makes it easier for you to admit that you were wrong when you need to. <laughs> I mean, though, sometimes you might even say, oops, I made a mistake too. Is that right? Amen. All right, we'll move on. The second thing is, is that it's important to tell the pastor you're leaving. That's important. Let the leadership know your decisions and what you're praying about and what you're thinking about. Don't just disappear. Because when you disappear in a church and you've been plugged in for a while and been a member for a while and, and built relationships and you disappear and you don't tell anybody and you just don't show up anymore, it really creates a cloud of, of uh, suspicion about your character about your intentions and your reputation. And people don't really know, and they kind of get suspicious about that. Amen. How many know people are going to talk no matter what? But, but we don't want people to give people, really, the Bible says don't let your good be evil spoken of. And so, really, we want to just say, you know what, this is, this is my heart. This is, what I'm, 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 this is what I'm feeling. This is what, don't just disappear, because then there's so many questions about your integrity, and your, even if you were right, even if you were innocent or whatever, there's so many questions about your character when you do that. And so it's important, three things I just want to share. It's important that you tell leaders or pastor or elders that you're leaving a church, because then they can pray for you. Isn't that good? I mean, we need to pray for one another. Then they can pray for you. And then maybe there's a misunderstanding that you need to clear up. How many know that most of the disagreements you're going to have with people end up in a misunderstanding? Oh, well, I thought you said. Come on, married couples that just made it right last night. All right. I thought you, oh, I thought you meant. How many know? So there's times where you're like, okay. I thought that lady was talking to me in church. Okay, I thought she, okay, she wasn't, okay, I get it. Wasn't a, okay, okay, now I understand. I feel better about it, right? So maybe there's a misunderstanding. Or how about this? Maybe there's something that the leadership of that church can learn from your experience. That's why it's important to tell people and talk to people about it in your decisions. Because maybe there's something a church can learn from your experience. Maybe there's something they do need to change. And then if you do it right, they can really see, hey, the Lord wants us to change this. All right, let's move on. But, and so I want to uh, thirdly just encourage you that if you have to if found yourself in this place, learn how to kindly answer the question, why did you leave? Learn how to kindly answer that, humbly answer that. Because uh, people are going to ask you. I mean, you just need to figure it out and answer. That's just the way it's going to happen. And, and I, I believe that it, it's not time to kill someone's character when people ask you that. It's not time to disembowel a church and destroy a church and deface a church. How I many you know that's, that's not the time to do that? It, it's in your reply that's so important because there's a simple, straightforward answer that you could give that's good enough for people. Tell the truth, but I'm going to just encourage you, say it in a way that you would like that church to say it about you. Is that right? So do that. Fourth thing is, it's important about leaving the right way, is don't burn any bridges. Don't burn bridges. Because if you're a faithful member, and maybe you were in leadership, or maybe you had, had really spent a lot of time at that church, and really uh, shared a lot of experiences, built relationships with other people, um, you're going to run into people, you know, at funerals, or marriage, weddings, or, or sporting events, you, you're, and, and there's that awkwardness, you know, I oh, don't go to my church anymore, blah, 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 there's that awkwardness, but how many know, you, you still need to keep those relationships intact? So don't burn bridges when, when you say, oh, you don't go to my church, I'm, I'm, I'm going to shun you. Uh, 
Please, come on. And, and just be careful because you may need them later. You may need that relationship later. They, they may be important to you later. Amen? Right? And so it's important to do that. And, and so don't burn any bridges. And develop a plan for the next step. Think about it. I mean, if you're moving, especially, and you're relocating, you're gonna take, it's going to take some time to settle in a new place. So come up with a plan to get plugged into a church and, and to really take those steps. Why? Because if you allow yourself to float, then usually people who allow themselves to float for months and years without being connected to a church usually just drift away. And they stop going to church altogether. Amen. And lastly, keep praying and ask people to pray for you. <laughs> I mean, that's important, isn't it? Keep praying and, and praying for that church and asking people uh, to pray for you. And that, because obviously when you leave a church, your relationship changes. But what you can do is you can still pray because it shows that you did care about those people and hopefully they cared enough about you to keep praying for you. Amen? Amen? So keep praying and, and everything. And okay, now the good part, how to join a church right. Let me give you some keys about joining a church right and then we'll end Number one, I believe it's important to pray and fast. Pray and fast and ask the Lord, Lord, where are you sending me? Where do you want me to go? What are you directing me to? What, what people group and, and, and where, do you, where are you calling me to? How many know it's good to pray, right? And, and just opening up, you know, getting online or just opening up something and just like, okay, that one. You know, sometimes that's good to research and it's good to do that. Then the second thing I want to encourage you is research with an open heart and an open mind. Just get on websites and, and check it out and read their statement of faith and listen to some sermons and, 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 kinda, and then make a phone call or text and, and talk to people. I'll never forget a guy who came in his first Sunday. He said, can we have coffee this week? Yeah, we had coffee. So we went and had coffee and, and uh, as we were having coffee, he pulled out this piece of paper and had a list of every, all these things on it about our church. And he went and asked me questions. Do you do this? Do you believe in this? Do you do this? And everything. And I really appreciated that. I really liked that. I thought, man, this is really good. And so then that gives him a real good picture of who we are, right? And, and to make that decision. And, and it really helped him make that decision. And uh, he decided to take the growth track and become a member. That was great. Amen. But I want to just encourage you as you're doing research and, and joining a church right, find a church that supports one or two uh, fundamental beliefs. See, what happens is a lot of people want to look for a church that matches all of their beliefs and practices and personal beliefs and practices all at the same time. How many know I've got news for you? There's only two churches in the whole universe that are like that. So good luck with finding one like that. Amen. You're probably not going to find one that matches everything. Recently had a guy reach out to us and, and it was like, I mean, I couldn't even answer. It was so long. Do you do this? Do you believe in this? Do you believe in this? And I, I said, you know, the best thing to do is just come and check it out and get to know us. You know, that, that's good. And so how many know you, you, when you're looking and searching for and that and you're not just going to find every little thing? Well, I, I don't like the color carpet and they just, do you have this? Do you have that? Do you, you know, so, so think about that. But the default for us really is when, we're, when we want to join a church for what it offers us and uh, what we have to offer the church. Now, I believe that it's really good to have a church that offers a great, strong youth ministry, children's ministry, worship, good teaching. Come on, I mean, that, those are good things, right? And you want to find a church that is like that. You want to find a church that is like really believes in family and, and the Bible and, and real solid that you feel like, man, I can really get involved in this church. But really the question shouldn't be is what this church offers me. The question should be, how can I grow? How can I serve? 
I mean, that's a good question to ask yourself, right? And the third thing is, is follow the process. Just follow the process. There's a lot of churches have so many different uh, things about memberships and ministry steps that you need to take. And, and be willing to wait on your gift and your abilities. Just be willing to wait and say, you know what, Lord? I'm willing to wait. Follow the process of that church. The uh, fourth thing is so important is dive in and serve. Just dive in and serve. Don't wait for a title. Don't wait for a position. Just dive in and serve. Because there's a tendency, really, uh, for a lot of people and a lot of Christians to consume and complain. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's our tendency. We, we're bent that way. We just come to a church, we consume, and we complain. But how many know God wants you to be engaged? God wants you to serve. God wants you to get involved. That's the idea of the body of Christ. It's not just that you just have this, okay, I get, got my thing on Sunday and I have everybody do everything for me, but man, I'm going to get involved. I'm going to serve. And so I believe that the goal of any Christian should really be is, is not just to find a church that you really like and then sit in the back, but it's to get involved. Get engaged with the mission. Get involved with people and build relationships. The goal is really to get fully engaged in the mission. I like this quote. It says, attending without engagement leads to dissatisfaction. Right, So I want to encourage you to show up consistently. Make church a priority. There's going to be days that you're going to want to quit. You want to kind of burrow yourself away, get away, isolate yourself. But you really don't give in to that urge. Get involved. Stay consistent. Show up to events. Show up to things. Be consistent and make church a priority. I think that's important, isn't it? And, uh, really, and realizing that community really could be hard, but it's just absolutely good. Invite people into your home. That's a good way to get involved. Invite people to, into your home and have these conversations that you can't have on Sunday a lot of times. And these, these ways you encourage other people. And then finally, is to do it with others in mind. Join a church with other people in mind. Think about your kids. Think about um, your marriage. Think about the mission that they're on, the events they're doing, and, or, or I should say the, the outreach that they have. Think about other people in mind. Just don't think about yourself. Think about others when you want to join a church. How many believe it's important to join a church right? Amen. I believe it's right to leave a church right. And so I want to encourage you as we encourage people in our growth track class is that we need to we're coming and going God's way and that there's a there's a right way to be uh, that community of people or that body of Christ uh, and, and I believe that we we're here in our church we're just not afraid to mention some of these things because we know so many people are coming from so many different places and 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 they just have so many different experiences we want to make it as clear as possible we want to make it as simple as possible right amen but how many know we want to make it as strong as possible and so I believe that today as we share these things really just I hope I encourage you in some way that maybe you've come from a church that um, it wasn't really rosy it wasn't a good uh, breakaway it wasn't a good um, kind of send-off I guess and I want to have you just think and consider um, some things you know this morning think about your actions and your words and and your relationships that you have kind of left and and where you're at right now and coming to this place we we're just absolutely open to whoever wants to come join this church but we want it to be in the right spirit in the right heart and we want it to be come on at the right time that God is calling people here now I believe that as we uh, get ready to end and pray, one of the things I want to do is I just want to end in prayer today. And I really want us to just agree in prayer over some things. So I don't know if you can stand on your feet before we close in prayer. I just thought of this, this question. You know, it, it's so simple, isn't it, that 
How many believe that God calls you to the body of Christ? How many believe God's called you to be a part of the body? Yeah, absolutely. How many believe that it's important to serve in the body of Christ? Now, let me ask you something. Does God call you to one specific, only one specific church for the rest of your life, and that's it? And that, it's, like, it's like a church mate, like a soulmate thing? You know, that's the only church? No. Why? Because God calls you to people. Is that right? God calls you to people, and church is about people, and so God can call you, and wherever you find yourself, and wherever you find yourself, so I've moved here, and I moved there, and I did that, or relocated, or maybe it's time for me to go, or maybe I'm being sent out. I mean, no, God can connect you to anybody in the body of Christ. What we want is we want it to be the right connection, the good connection, the, the one that God is leading you to. And so a church is really more than just a business organization. It is about people. And so how many know God's called you to people, right? So God's called you to the church. And so I guess if you're really here at River Valley and you're a member here, my, my question for you is how can you get more involved? How can you, what can you do to take the next step? What, are you, what can you do to serve more or, or to bless more, help more? What can you do to be a, more of a part of people's lives? What can you do? to take the next step. Amen. And so that's, that's important, isn't it? And so I want to encourage you as members here, but those of you have, have really kind of, maybe you're visiting today or maybe you're new here, I want to encourage you to just pray and ask the Lord, Lord, where are you leading me? What do you want me to do? Where, where do you have, what do you want for my kids and my marriage and, and my life? And where are you leading me to, to really get planted and really plug in and get involved and, and be a blessing? I don't know about you, but um, I believe that the Lord wants to do something special today. Amen. Because I want to end today. I don't want to just pray um, kind of a, the benediction and pray over this message, but I feel like it's important that we pray for one another today. I think it's important that we pray for area churches, the churches in the city today. And I think that it's important that we end in praying for the love of God and the unity of God among us. And I believe it's important today that the, we pray for healing today. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people I'm meeting and they're just done with church. They're just done with in this city, it's like I've been to that church, that church, I'm just done with it. And I believe that there's a healing that needs to happen in their heart. And uh, today, I, I don't know where, you, where you've been and what, what's, what's been going on in your life and what your church experience is, but um, I believe that God wants to bring us to a place of healing and health. Can you say amen? So I want to pray because um, one of the things I've been really, really reading about and researching about is really how that we've entered into this post-quarantine church era where people uh, who, who haven't just come back to church, they used to be faithful members, and since uh, COVID, they just haven't been back to church. They just, for one reason or the other, they just didn't come back. And I'm talking to countless people and pastors in the city. I mean, almost every pastor I'm talking to in the city and having coffee with or lunch or whatever, they're saying, yeah, there's a lot of people. They just have not come back. And I believe that there's, there's, there's what we have now in our era, in our day, is that people that just used to go to church but don't go to church anymore. How many know we don't want them to to, to just flow. We don't want them to just drift. We want them to be connected to the body of Christ. Amen. Is that your heart? But there's a lot of people that just need healing in their heart. They just need healing and, and really just to receive forgiveness and to forgive others. And they need healing in their heart, uh, really, about what's happened in our nation, what's happened in churches, what's happened in their life. And uh, a lot of people just said, man, I went through a bad marriage and, and I just can't go back to that church because it was, wasn't good. And, or I went through this and I went through that. And, and uh, I, I don't know about church anymore. I don't know if the Lord really uh, wants me to be a part of a church anymore. How many know we need healing? Amen? How many believe we need healing in our nation and, and uh, for people to really see the church for what it really is, and that is the body of Christ? Amen? 
So we can pray this morning. Amen. Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that, Lord, you're doing something amazing in not just our church, but in our city. We thank you, Lord, that next week is just another way for us to say, Lord, you're doing something amazing in our area. And we pray, Lord, first of all, I just want to pray for, as Paul prayed for the churches, I want to pray for this church and the churches in the area. Lord, I want to pray for the love of God, the love of God to be shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost like never before, for, for us to care for one another and have compassion for those who need you, Lord, like never before. Not to withdraw, not to be, Lord, to, to bur- burrow ourselves in and isolate ourselves away from the body, but Lord, to, to love the body of Christ, to love not just people that go to our church and think like us, us and, and dress like us, but Lord, those who believe in Jesus Christ, help us to be stronger in our love, in our, uh, in our actions of love for other believers and other Christians. I pray for the unity of believers in this city. I pray, Lord, that over the years we've seen, Lord, efforts and and attempts at really getting together with one another. And Lord, I thank you for that. But Lord, I know that there's the unity needs to be strengthened among the believers in this area. I know that we need to come together like never before and encourage each other as the church and speak to one another words of life and encouragement. And Lord, so help me do my part, Lord. And when I meet another believer from another church, Lord, help me speak encouragement to them and and speak, Lord, edification to them that they be built up, that we could come together as the body of Christ and join together, amen, as one man in this valley and see many people come to Jesus Christ. Lord, we just thank you. Lord, I I just pray for healing, for healing today, for healing today, healing in our hearts, healing in our spirits, healing, Lord, where there's been damage, where there's been pain, Lord, where there's been by other believers, by other pastors and leaders and, and people that meant well and they had good intentions, but they didn't even know. Lord, I pray for healing today. I pray, Lord, that you would heal us as the body of Christ, Lord. People have said this over and over again. We're more divided in this nation than ever before. May we say as the church, we're more united than ever before. Lord, I pray that you would bring healing and wholeness and and health to the body of Christ that we you're not coming back for some body that's sick and broken down and and old and and worn out but but a refreshed body of Christ but a ready body of Christ a working body of Christ a healthy body of Christ we want to do our part so that we can be a healthy body Lord of believers in this place in Jesus name amen hallelujah how many believe God's doing a good work amen hallelujah Amen. This morning, one of the things that we do is if you need prayer, we have a prayer team coming down right around the front. If you have a need in your life, maybe it's healing.